Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I came across a social media post several years ago that read this. God is always doing 10,000 things in your life, and you may be aware of three of them. Now, I'm not certain about the exact math, but I am certain of the sentiment. God is at work in our lives, whether we can see him or not. He's helping us. He's holding us. He's working on us. Hello, this is Ken Gurley with Daily Devotion. All of this week, we're talking about God's working in our lives. God works. That's one of the most staggering short sentences you can utter. God works. The one who has all power, all majesty, all dominion, he works. He is not ensconced in some lofty high tower doing little to nothing. No, he works. That's what we are discussing this week. God is at work. Think about it. In the opening chapter of the Bible, God is at work. God moves, God speaks, God orders, God arranges, God separates. Simon Peter said that worlds were formed by the word of God. David said, the heavens tell of the glory of God. And their expanse is declaring the works of his hand. How often does he work? More often than we can probably imagine. God does great things unfathomable things, wondrous works without number. We read that in Job's 9, 10. David said, many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done. And from that phrase, we see him discussing that God's thoughts toward us are simply without number. So I think we can legitimately say God is always doing 10,000 things in your life. And you may be aware of three of them. God is at work. So today, let's try to wrap our minds around that. You may remember the story of Paderewski, that great composer, pianist. A gala event was planned in America. High society turned out with their tuxedos and evening dress. Present in the audience was a mother with a fidgety nine-year-old son. She had brought him hoping that he could witness the master playing and it would inspire him in his own piano lessons. As the mother turned to speak with others, her boy slipped away. He was drawn to the ebony concert Grand Steinway, perched on center stage. Undetected by the stagehands and by the hopnobbing crowd, the boy sat down at the piano and began to play chopsticks. The crowd immediately expressed its disapproval with a loud roar. They shouted, get the boy out of there, stop him. His mother was horrified and began to race toward the stage. But backstage, Paderewski overheard the music and the roar of the crowd. He put two and two together, understood what happened, grabbed his coat and rushed onto the stage. Without a single word of announcement, he stooped over the boy, reached on both sides and began to improvise a counter melody to harmonize and enhance the boy's uninspired chopsticks. And as the two played together, Paderewski kept whispering, don't quit, keep playing, don't stop, 
And when the performance was finished, the once critical audience now roared its appreciation. I think that's the way it is with our lives sometimes. We do our best plunking out some uninspired melody, but God is near us saying, don't stop. We may hit a wrong note, but he improvises. We may get it all wrong. He augments, he supplements, he reworks. We may call his works miracles. We may call his ways providence, but we should always remember God is not spasmodically or occasionally at work. He's always at work, not just making the sun stand still, not just parting a Red Sea. He's the glue that holds the entire universe together. He's at work in our lives, changing and altering, fashioning and forming. God works through us when we are willing to wait on him. I can give you several verses, but there's one that touches my heart. Isaiah 64, 4, the prophet said that God acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. Think of that. God actively works while we actively wait. As we wait on God, God is at work in our lives. Does that give you heart to go to him in prayer? Prayer is not a waste of time when we could be doing something else. Prayer is actively waiting on God, knowing that he will actively work on our behalf. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord when I say that. God works through prayer and his word in our lives as well. Paul said we should take the sword of the spirit, the word of God. We pray at all times in the spirit, prayer and the word. That's how God effects change and works in us. He said to the Thessalonian church, pray for us that the word of the Lord may do its work. Prayer and the word is how he works. The apostles said they would devote themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. God works through prayer and his word in all of our lives and in everything that we touch. God also works by our faith in him. Jesus said that the work of God is this, John 6, 29, to have faith in him. Faith is not a work of the flesh, but of God in our lives. It's through faith, Ephesians 3, 12, we can come boldly before God's presence. What about salvation? Paul said that we obeyed the gospel by being buried with him in baptism, being raised with him through faith in the working of God. Colossians 2.12, God works through his spirit in our lives. Consider what Paul said in Ephesians. We are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise that is the earnest, the down payment of our inheritance. And this opens the doorway into the heavenlies, chapter 2 of Ephesians. It makes us God's habitation, same chapter. It reveals the mysteries of God, chapter 3, and strengthens our inner man, also chapter 3. And we could go on and on. That right now, God is at work in your life. He's at work in my life. God works through the mundane things of life. A group of people was once asked to pull things out of their pockets, purses, notebook, for one item that could represent 
how God was working in their life. One woman pulled out a dollar bill and shared that God gave her peace that week when she was paying the bills that he was her provider. Another pulled out a smartphone and offered that God was teaching her about ongoing communication with him. A third found her child's pacifier and told of God's comfort when she felt overwhelmed. One woman brought out a Band-Aid to illustrate that God continues to heal past emotional hurts. Another person brought a backpack to represent what God had been teaching him about being a stranger and an alien, a sojourner through this life. You and I can look at the ordinary things of life and say, God is at work. God is at work in my life. Not only may you see a tiny fraction of what God's doing in your life, the part you do see may make no sense to you. Think about the Bible characters in whom and through whom God was at work. What if, what if like those Bible characters, you find yourself in prison, yet God continues to advance the gospel? They're in prison amongst the guard. And those brethren that are outside the prison grow bolder in spreading the gospel. You may find yourselves with a painful thorn, but God may be making the power of Christ more beautiful in your weakness. You may find yourself with a dead family member that Jesus could have healed, but God is preparing to show his glory. That happened in John 11. You may find yourself sold into slavery, accused falsely of sexual abuse, forgotten in a prison cell, and God may be preparing you to rule a nation. That's 14 chapters of Genesis. You may walk through famine, be driven from your homeland, lose husband and sons, and be desolate with one foreign daughter-in-law coming back with you. But God may be making you an ancestor of a king. You may find the best counselor you've ever known giving foolish advice, and God may be preparing the destruction of those who rise against you. That happened to Daniel in 2 Samuel 17. You may not be able to sleep, look in a random book, and God may be preparing to shame your arrogant enemy and rescue a condemned people. That happened in Esther 6. You may be shamed and hurt, and God may be confirming your standing as his child and purifying you for the highest inheritance, Hebrews 12. What I'm trying to say is God is at work. He's at work around you. He's at work in you, but we must cooperate with him. Paul said in Philippians 2 to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you, both to will and do for his good pleasure. We are laborers together with him. He works in us. We work with him. Our salvation is not of works. It's faith. It's faith in God who is at work in our lives, who is changing us, forging us, altering us, altering our paths and destinations to achieve his purpose and his aim. There was a song we sang a few years back. I don't expect many to know it, but let me give you some of the lyrics. This heavy load was never mine to bear, so I cast my cares upon you, Lord. This weary road I traveled for so long, would you take my hand and lead me on? Then, of course, you're working all things for my good. You are working all things 
for my good. When I cannot see it, God, I still believe it. You are working all things for my good. The Lord is at work in your life. 10,000 things. That's what I read in a social media post. God is always doing 10,000 things in your life, and you may be aware of three of them. What are the other 9,997 things God is at work in your life doing at this very moment? You may be giving God praise for one thing, but there's a thousand or 9,000 things that you know nothing about that God is protecting you. He is providing for you. He's going into your tomorrow. He's going into your next week and your next month. And he's finding things that he can say will work together for the good because God is busy in your life. He is good. And what he does, he works together far good. So if you're in a situation right now and you say, I'm not seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living, take heart, have faith, let your hope be lifted because God is busy all around you and he's doing things. If you are going through a season of your life right now, you're saying this is just not good, then it means God is not over. He's not finished with you yet because when he ends something, he says it's good and it's very good. And I'm believing for good things happening in the lives of all of you that are listening right now. May the Lord bless you and may God keep you and may great things happen for you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.